and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, uh, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, at KevRuff on Twitter. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Rob Landrum. What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Kevin? What's going on, everybody at home listening in and getting all their pencils and their paper and listening to us like we're like an old-time war movie on the radio, like War of the Worlds, <laughs> but War of the Fantasy Worlds. And we're going to tell you who to, who to bring in, who to do, what to do. You know, it's, a, it's not a panic mode, you know, because, uh, you know, the news of an unaguero. But it, like we touched on last week, this, this week is uh, with Coutinho. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It mm. gives you the wealth of possibilities. Which we're gonna we're gonna delve into right probably right off the bat because I know Kevin's itching because he he's been dying and listening to baseball's winter meetings so he, <laughs> he just he just wants to talk about players and player player moving around and who to bring in and who to trade and mm-hmm. transfer so uh, yeah no it's gonna be an exciting week it's exciting it's an exciting month you know with uh, six fixtures basically crammed into this you know four four and a half four week period that's yeah. coming up so it, it a lot of strategies involved here so uh, you know stick with us we're gonna be here every week. We'll give you a podcast in between every game week, and uh, we'll do our best to uh, learn you something, probably. <laughs> As the intro card shows. Um, yes, it is the winter baseball meetings, which uh, has caught basically half of my eye, but we do have plenty to talk about in fantasy. As Rob mentioned, the Aguero uh, suspension did end up being four games. Obviously, he was very, very highly owned, but... To your point, it does give a lot of people the opportunity to sell high um, if they got on it before mm-hmm. the suspension was announced. Um, maybe you caught him on the way up. Uh, so that's a possibility. Also, to your point, uh, it means you can diversify a whole lot more. Maybe that Chelsea defender that was too expensive, you can now look at bringing in. There are lots of midfielders that are worth bringing in. There are other forwards that a lot of people were finding difficult to you know, make way for Acosta or a Kane or maybe an Ibrahimovic uh, who has four goals in his last five. So there are lots of ways you can go with this. And I do think that the Coutinho thing and the Aguero thing have broken up any semblance of template teams that like we started getting a little bit closer to again, and it's been shattered again. I, I'm starting to feel like we might not get that this year. Uh, like, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. I'm going to kind of disagree hmm. with you there. I, I think that by having Aguero and Coutinho off the table, I think that the, the two better options in fantasy are taken off the slate. Because uh, Coutinho was the most owned player before he went down, and Aguero basically reassumed that position of being the most owned player. So you, you subtract those, and then you subtract the salaries that they have, and it only leaves you leave you certain places to go and certain you know viable candidates from a fantasy perspective to go to. You know, look at the transfer of uh, transfer rate of people coming in for you know that ha- that owned Aguero. You know, Kane and Costa are basically going to be universally owned now. So basically, that's going to be everybody's staple up front with the their their preference at third striker, Defoe, Benteke, Austin, and you know if they go crazy and 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 want to sell the you know sell the house, sell the kids, and get Ibrahimovic up top and have a three headed you know ten ten dotto above monster, they could do that. But I think that. I think that with the the continue injury and the Aguero injury, I think that we're going to see a lot of teams being more um, the same. The front seven, front eight are going to be the same because I think I think teams are going to load up because they have more money because now. Everybody all of a sudden has the same money at the same time. Absolutely, so going to tend to go there's, on the same people. There's less there's, there's less places to go. Everybody's going to own Sanchez and Hazard now because they have the money because they don't they're not tied into 13 million up top. Uh, you know they're going to have the Sigurdsons, they're going to have the Firminos, and then they're going to have their cheap midfield, fifth midfielder, whether it be you know Matty Phillips, Wilfred Zaha, uh, you know Joe Allen or Matich or Allen, you know, yeah, Allen, any, you know any 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 guy that they like, and then they're going to have that between seven dot five and you know six dot six striker option, whether it be Origi, Benteke, Austin, uh, Kalechi, Yanacho. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's and even even you want to throw Jermaine Defoe at seven seven in there. Uh, he's he's definitely an option too. Uh, but yeah, like like I completely just see this is a bad thing for trying to catch people. Um, it, I always mention when um, Aguero is healthy and fit. You know, he's a damned if you do, damned if you don't player. I think not owning Kane and Costa right now is a damned if you do, damned if you don't proposition. I think you basically have to keep those two in your front three. To basically match up with what everybody's doing. I mean, I was throwing out some some wild outlandish ideas to you via text the other day, yeah. and I was running down what you could do um, 
through your midfield. So we'll touch on that in a little bit. But, you know, if you don't own Kane and Costa right now with your investment, you know, what they are currently, 11.1, 10.7 for Costa. Um, I, I Just look at what's being transferred in, looking at how the funds are being transferred around, and then look how much uh, that that's – basically this is a minus four week. I think a lot of people are taking a minus four this week because uh, people who didn't own Sanchez or didn't own Hazard are, you know, dropping a midfielder, upping themselves to Sanchez or Hazard, and then – Taking the minus for the forward and getting Kane and Costa in the in the front front three, it's a fun it's it's a fun week. It's a fun week to look at. You know, you're basically diversifying like Wu Tang Financial. Uh, you're, 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 <laughs> you got to diversify F- your portfolio. Your, your FPL portfolio here by uh, by bringing in Kane and Costa. But um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I dropped this to you, and uh, I'll 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 put this out to the people at home. If you had to own one of Kane or Costa. From here to say New Year's, who's your who's your who's your guy? Well, it it crushed my entire soul. I already had to make this decision, um, and unfortunately, I did it before I knew that Costa had picked up a knock. Although it does look like he's fine now; he's already in training. Yeah, he's he's, he's going to be fine. Yeah, the heart obviously said Kane, but the matchups and the fixtures and the stats all point to Diego Costa. You know, he's only blanked twice this entire season. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. in, that's insane, and, and I mean, you, you, I I just felt like I couldn't pass that up, so I did go uh, with Costa. The run of fixtures is better. Um, it's, it's crazy better. I mean, yeah. I'll run them. I'll run them down to everybody at home. Chelsea's next, uh, basically, to New Year's. This is their upcoming fixtures. They're home against West Brom. They're at Sunderland. They're at Crystal Palace. They're home to Bournemouth. They're home to Stoke, and then they take on uh, Tottenham at Spurs. Also, uh, the, as a Chelsea fan, day. doesn't it feel like we always play right around New Year's? Yeah, it feels I like think, every year. Yeah, you know what? It's it's probably set that way. It's probably like the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. You know, yeah, it's probably like that. they set it up for a holiday period. You know, both two two London based teams. Uh, you know, people are around for the holidays. It's the it's the you know the second day after New Year's, and it's it's not, it's you know the weekend after. So you know, people are going to be actually no, it's on a two. It's on. A Tuesday. <laughs> it's going up on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, but whatever, you know, like, but it's good. It's good for soccer. I mean, but the run in games for Chelsea definitely favors Costa there. So I, I'm going to agree with you. But my crazy, my crazy scenario is here. You know, everybody's going to be owning Kane and Costa. Their ownerships are spiking right now. Kane is is at 15.8 right now. He's still the the only differ. He's going to be a differential probably for this one week because I think if people aren't taking a minus four, they're going to do it. They'll bring him in next week. Um, but here's here's a crazy crazy proposition there. If, if you chose one of those, and I'm going to cho- choose Kane here because he's he's owned in less percentage and differentials rule the world in this, you know, cash rules everything around me, differential, y'all. Um, but I'm going to choose Kane here. Is it crazy that uh, I could actually see myself loading up on loading up on high price midfielders, Sanchez, Firmino, Hazard, Sigurdsson, and you know, add in Mane if you if you want want to add mm. a fifth high priced midfielder in there. Or Ericsson or somebody else you feel comfortable with. Basically, give give me the high the highest five priced producing midfielders currently, and then you go Kane with two two strike forward options that are are, are peaking right now and and basically are in good positions to you know to actually make a fantasy name for them themselves. So if you pair up Kane with Divac Origi and Kalechi Iannaccio up top, I mean. I know it. I know it sounds like a big shot in the dark, but is it really a big shot in the dark to do that when you're only going to be facing two? And then if the matchup is favorable, you play them over the fifth midfielder who you've invested some money in. You have all this money right now. People are stockpiling money. You can't spend it basically to fill your team right now because you know the 13 million dollars and the excess from Catino that still pe- people still had. You know they they didn't diversify their money enough, and they probably have money in their kitties. So, I mean, Kev, is that a, ri- a wild idea for people to be looking at Divac Origi and Kalechi Iannaccio as a pair, as a tandem to bring in? I'm, my only issue with it is the temporary nature of it. That's a, that's a lot of moves. <laughs> as we mentioned in text, it's basically a minus 12 unless you have your wild card for what is a four- or five-week fix. Because um, Coutinho should be back uh, middle of January, late January. Um, and Aguero's only but, out four matches. But can I jump into that? If you know with the three quick games, if you take a minus four of the first game and then do one and one, you're basically true. there already. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't have to do it all one week because these matches are going to come thick and fast. Uh, it's it's possible, but you know to get to get anything out of it, um, yeah. 
You I mean, know, I love Kalechi and Nacho. I I love him. I know you I mean, do. Luke, I I just think I just think it's much easier to keep whoever your low price person is right now. You already ran through the list, like your Austins or your Bentekes or your Defoe's or those guys, and add one of them. Pick between mm-hmm. Origi and Ihe and Nacho, uh, and then upgrade one of your guys instead of upgrading your whole <laughs> whole five midfielders. So then it's two yeah. moves instead of three or four. Uh, so that's probably the take. Uh, that I would, or that's probably the the way that I would do it. Um, yeah. But I mean, is it the craziest thing? I I guess not. It's just a, a little a little rich for my blood. But I can see where you're coming from. And then, you know, everybody has gotten so used to a, a three four three in mm-hmm. FPL. It feels like every week that's what everyone's doing. It would be interesting to see somebody maybe run a three five two or something uh, a little closer to those lines. But uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a crazy idea. Look what look what uh, uh, Kalechi has done in the two games. You know, the two games that Aguero missed weeks four and five, he had a goal and an assist in both games. Mm. As it as did Kevin De Bruyne, yep. uh, had a goal and an assist in both games. They beat United and they beat Bournemouth in those two in those two fixtures. So I mean, we've seen what we can what Kalechi can do. He's got three he's got three goals in basically you know three four and a half games. Of, of total minutes played. So, I mean, he's not like you're throwing in some, you know, some, you know, basically scrub in there because he does play. Oh, and and he a scrub well. is a guy that can't get no love from me. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he, he'd be riding on the passenger side. Of his best friend's ride? Waiting to get a holler at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very um, pleased that that just happened. I will talk yeah. more about Ihe Nacho later. I, yeah. I, I would not, as I said, I would not do it, but I can see how it's feasible, and yeah. it does make your formations a little more interesting. And if if it does go the way you think, and we're on our way back to a more of a template thing, a rotated third forward, fifth midfielder would def- definitely kind of give you a natural differential there. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, the the midfielder, you know, the the ranks for the midfielders, it's it's Sanchez, Hazard, you know, if you're if you're buying back into the Ericsson, Erickson bandwagon because Spurs does have a good run of fixtures coming coming up. Uh, they are starting to get a little bit healthy. I believe Toby's playing uh, Thursday. I've heard some good news, so that shores up their defense there, which was the only question mark that I think that Spurs really had. We know Spurs can get forward, especially when Kane's healthy. Um, so, I mean, with with fixtures against you know United, Hull, Bur- Burnley, Southampton, Watford, and that takes you basically to New Year's, and then with the Chelsea fixture the two days after. You know that that's a decent decent run of games that you could probably you know say that uh, okay you know I can be- go jump back onto the you know and we're we're kind of uh, diverting a little bit into Erickson here but you know he's he's probably put himself back into the conversation of guys that you may want to look at because of what Harry Kane does for Spurs. Yeah, uh, Erickson immediately became relevant once Kane came back, but you know you and I were both like I, we kind of want to see it first. Uh, and the Manchester United matchup this weekend isn't the kindest, especially since it's at Old Trafford. But, um, yeah, I, I think after this week, uh, you know, the long-term picture, I'm a little bit darker on. Just uh, United, Southampton, and Chelsea all on the horizon. Watford's in there, and that's a way to Watford where, you know, Watford can, can be pretty stout defensively at times. So, just, just, not that Kane won't score or Erickson won't score. It's just, you know, you don't mark it as like a big match yeah. for Tottenham. Yeah. Um, but on the conversely, you look at Hull and Burnley as huge wins, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's why the Kane Costa thing is a little close. Is Costa has a whole lot of like B plus matchups over five weeks, and like I mm-hmm. said, he's only blanked twice, so you, you favor him in each and every single one of those. But he does not have any matches easier than Tottenham will have against Hull at White Hart Lane. Yeah, like that is that's gonna be abusive. It's gonna be it could be worse than what we just saw against Swansea. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. yeah. Diego Diego Costa for me is is if you don't own Diego Costa, you're not you're not playing FPL to play serious. <laughs> I mean, any guy who has two games where he hasn't scored or assisted in is just yeah. crazy. He's also the most owned player currently. He's forty seven point seven percent of leagues as of today. Mm. Uh, he's his price is gonna go up one more time before uh, game kickoffs. So he's gonna be over fifty percent. Before kickoffs on Saturday, yeah, not surprising. But uh, to finish the Erickson thing, he's creating again. He had the highest chances created in the Premier League mm-hmm. last week. It was against Swansea. You don't want to read too much into it, but I do think that that um, 
that Tottenham can ride high off of that performance. I'm not saying like you yeah. can look at Swansea and be like, look at how good they are. But obviously it was a team that was a little bit struggling for confidence in a match like yeah. that. Obviously gets it back up, and Eriksen is scoring the goals as well. Although the goal that he scored against Swansea was with his chest or sternum or shoulder. It was pretty unclear, but he did body. put it in the net technically. His <laughs> body. Go with a hockey thing. It was an upper yeah. body goal. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, it still counts. I don't care. It does. Also, one of the assists was iffy. It was a shot that got deflected that landed to Sun. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's fine. He's looked much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. He's Because he's not getting as much attention. And he's feeling more fl- like flowing into the role with Kane being above him. Because Kane basically you know, takes a lot of uh, you know, attention away from other people. I mean, yeah. except when he gets completely taken out of the game by Cesar Aspilicueta. Uh, Who, but, Kane? Yeah. Is going to get taken out by your right back? That's what's going to happen. Interesting. Not sure why he'd be on him, but if he does, you can say you called it. Um, I will say the one negative about Tottenham is uh, no Eric Lamella for quite some time. He's apparently had an injury setback, and he's currently back in Argentina dealing with a family issue that the club have not disclosed. So um, that is like a, a, a small blow because it looked like he was on his way back. Now there's an injury. Now there's an issue that even has him out of the country instead of uh, in physical rehab. So... Uh, just kind of keep an eye on that. Also, breaking news uh, to the podcast, the Cubs are about to sign Wade Davis. Trade for Wade Davis? Nice. Uh-huh, that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. So yes. yeah, looks like they're out of the Chapman thing. Now we can uh, go to your Yankees without having to feel bad. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel bad anyway because I, I, I want him. I'll take the best prospect for him and then re-sign him for money. That's cool. Again. Um, fair enough. Uh, well, let's get into price changes now that we've discussed all the permutations of the Aguero absence. Uh, who do we got to focus on this week? Uh, price ups. Uh, Lee Grant went up for the. He's the only goalie to go up. Uh, Pickford. Oh, I mean, uh, Butland. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah got, got re. Yeah, setback. Yeah. He's going for an MRI in his ankle. They, his return is questionable. So uh, Lee Grant looks comfortable in there for at least probably through these three fixtures. I would say unless Butland makes a complete 180 and and comes right back. But uh, it didn't. It didn't sound too good from this from the manager from what he was saying. Um, on defense, uh, Nathan Ake has been playing very well for Bournemouth. Bournemouth's defense has been playing well, minus Charlie Daniels, who hasn't been playing. So uh, Nathan Ake has gone on, on the up. A uh, couple Southampton lads, Cedric and Virgil Van Dyke, have gone up, even though they just got shellac three nil. Have confidence. They're still they're still Southampton defenders. Look at their what they do at home, not what they do on the road. Also, I think we have to talk about Crystal Palace being an actually legitimate attack, despite all their other issues. They're now sixth in attack oh, in the Premier League right now. They're all they're all attack, and it's like completely like disambiguous, disambiguous. How's that? Disambiguous yeah. of what we you know, Crystal Palace. They haven't had a clean sheet, or they had one last week, but now they're you know they had one since April. So yeah. you know. Let's do it again and, and see if we can start a, a winning streak. Yeah, but la- like uh, last five games, Palace scored uh, in reverse order uh, three, five, one, two, two. Like they're they're scoring and they're scoring a yeah, bunch. Yeah, they're 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 definitely an offensive option. Yeah. And and, and oh, the point of that being, uh, don't judge Southampton too harshly. Southampton's still the fifth, fifth best defense in the league, but Crystal Palace when they turn it on, they can overturn anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And Southampton's better, way better, way better, way better at home than they are at, you know, on the road. Mm. So, and they did, they did give up three at Crystal Palace. So Southampton is home again, home this weekend to Middlesbrough. I think Southampton only has two goals allowed at home this year. So that's an interesting fact. So and that's people buying into the, you know, the, the Cedric and VVD love. Mm. Uh, up through the midfield ooh, on the ups. I have a fun stat for you with Cedric. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know he's your boy, Cedric the Entertainer. Um, is now in the top five of successful crosses in the Premier League after yeah. just two matches back. Yeah, he's he gets forward a ton, a ton, a ton. I know that, that I know this. The official game doesn't recognize crosses or any other ancillary stats, uh, but Cedric is the goods on defense. That's all I gotta say. Yep. So, so on the midfield ups, uh, Alexis has gone up twice. No surprise. He just came off three goals and an assist. Uh, he's gone up 200 – people have brought him in 215,000 times already this week. He's gone up twice already. He'll probably go up another time before game week. So anybody looking to to ma- maximize their uh, overall team value, it's a great time to do it. You know, 
there's a lot of guys that you could speculate on and bring in and bring up your team value, which is very beneficial for when you're playing the double game weeks and you need that extra extra money to boost up your bench. Uh, also on the up to the midfield, Hazard, no surprise, Erickson, uh, Hillman's son, and Maddie Phillips, the friend of the show. Uh, unfortunately, he goes up, unfortunately, he goes up against Chelsea this week, yeah. so it's... It's not, it's not an awesome-looking week for Matty P. True, but he is uh, a Baps legend already. Yeah, he they Baps love him because he, he touches the ball a lot and it gets a, he does a lot a lot on the final final end. And uh, it was on a the, great goal, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's got some skill. Uh, on the forward ups, Kane has gone up twice. That you, if you want to know where the Aguero money is going, it's going into Kane. Look at his ownership. It's gone. It's basically uh, tripled in the last three weeks. He started three weeks ago when we we brought him up to as a buy for the for the fixture that he he basically scored the the first PK of his three PK streak. Right, three in a row. He's got three PKs in a row. Mm. Right, something. Like yeah. So uh, he, he started at like just under five percent. He's at fifteen point eight now. Two hundred twenty-five thousand transfers in. Uh, he'll probably go up again before game week because people are waiting till Thursday. They play Thursday. Spurs plays Thursday. Wednesday. Okay. We're not in the Europa League yet. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> when they play tomorrow, they play. Yeah. They play tomorrow. Yeah, they play tomorrow in the in the Champions League. So uh, people are probably waiting till you know the Friday last minute. Uh, Diego Costa, one hundred sixty-five thousand in. He has gone up. Uh, and then the round out the uh, the rest of the forwards have gone up. Christian Benteke has gone up. Crystal Palace is a, is a very very promising offensive unit right now i think benteke is the knocked on third forward who i think you should probably own with kane and costa uh has gone up ibrahimovic has gone up and jermaine defoe has gone up ibrahimovic is interesting uh he basically fluctuates between 30 percent owned and 20 percent owned he's currently at 26.8 at 11.2 uh you know goals in two games you know helps you do that so you know he i don't know what he's going to do this week it's tougher fixture for them but we'll see. Uh, like I mentioned before, Diego Costa is now the most officially owned player at 47.7%. The number will probably be close to 50 mm-hmm. by time of game, which that means that almost 2 million players in the, the FPL universe will own Diego Costa. On the downs, we'll go to the downs. Uh, in goal, Claudio Bravo has gone down for City. City is just not a clean sheet you know, driven team at all. Uh, on defense, Charlie Daniels has gone down. He's been injured. So it's not really fair to him, but it's fine because it benefits everybody who's been waiting to bring him back in. Charlie Daniels is a fine, fine fantasy player when healthy. Uh, I don't know if he features this weekend, but he'll probably feature in one of the upcoming three quick games. Uh, Scotty Dan has gone down. Listen, Crystal Palace just got their first clean sheet since I was a year younger. Um, let's relax. I love Scotty D. Um, but, you know, he, sh- he's, he is what he is. He's a goal-driven defender on a poorly balanced defensive team. Mm. Relax. Uh, also, George uh, Friend- one more thing on Crystal Palace. It's starting to sound like Papa Suarez may never actually return to full football playing form, which is very sad for him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. sorry for him, but from a taking the emotion out of it as a fantasy thing, uh, you might not really want to buy in on Crystal Palace until January, when surely they'll be forced into that market. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They definitely need a wide back there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, also on the downs, George Friend. He's injured. Uh, but I love the Burrow attack, the defense regardless. Look what they're doing. Barrigan is a fine defender. Ben Gibson is a fine defender. Burrow has an, an okay string of games. And defensively, you know, they're not awful to be part of your fourth, fifth defender as part of a rotation with like a West Brom or, uh, you know, even a Bournemouth defender if you so choose. Uh, on the downs for the midfield, uh, and uh, Dimitri Payet has gone down. Uh, I think people just, they're not getting, you're not getting enough out of a 9.0 midfielder from Payet and it's it's there's reason I think that they're shift they've shifted everybody shifted off him a while ago you know uh they've shifted basically from a Payet to Hazard three five weeks ago um and you know the West Ham love in fantasy is dead I think I don't think there's basically anybody that should be really owned there or trusted uh and then my next guy is basically on the same team Mikel Antonio when's the last time he headed a goal headed a goal in Jesus Mike Mikel do something good for once. I bet he's still leading the 2016 standings in header yeah. goals. Though. Yeah, probably. Uh, no surprise, Felipe Coutinho went down again this week. He's now at 8.4. He was 8.8 the time of his injury, so that's 0.4 in two weeks, which is pretty good for when you want to buy back in. He'll probably, like I said, he'll probably be right about eight by the time he comes back from injury, which is which is pretty good. That's a good investment value for a Liverpool midfielder. 
Uh, and then on the forwards, Lukaku's gone down. And by no surprise, Sergio Aguero has gone down. Uh, he's been transferred out 542,000 times, which is 16% of the entire oh, wow. fantasy universe. So expect that number to probably double by game time. So basically, you know, 25% of Sergio Aguero owners have punted by Saturday's kickoff to direction of either Kane, Costa, or some, you know, configuration of multiples. So that's the, the price ups and price downs. It gives you a market fair of what's going on in transfers and who's bringing in who and who's bringing in what. You know, there's some interesting names in there. Lexus going up twice, you know, Kane going up twice. It, show, it just shows where people are reinvesting the Aguero money. I think that's where the Aguero money is going. Yeah, very interesting stuff there indeed. Hey, you know what? I think we should let that awesome work by you breathe a little bit and then go and pay some bills. Let me save my breath. <sighs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. All right, now that Rob has re-withdrawn his breath from a safety deposit box somewhere, uh, we can continue into everyone's uh, sometimes favorite segment. I don't know what oh, that wait, was talking about. Oh, wait, can, yeah. I, can, I, can I, we do something beforehand? Sure. Because um, I have another question for you, and I mm-hmm. didn't touch on it beforehand. With the upcoming fixtures, Kev, uh, I wanted to touch on this a little bit with everybody because it's kind of like a little educational thing for everybody. Um, with the three quick fixtures, it's kind of important to pay attention to yellow cards. Yeah. Uh, the guys with yellow cards has been prominent because everybody's known that Diego Costa has basically been one card away. <laughs> it's like week four. <laughs> yeah, like six weeks. Um, but yeah. it's just interesting. I, I, I kind of did a little homework for everybody. And yeah. uh, basically Ebra, there's some – I noticed was a surprise on that list. Yeah, there's some other big, bigger names that are on there. Uh, Diego Costa, Alexander Kolarov, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Punchin, Robert Huth, Jan Vertonghen is one way, which is a very surprise, which is a very debilitating thing if he's out for Spurs. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Valencia, Mikel Antonio, and Danny Simpson are the main main guys right Fuchs there. There's some other guys. Believe. Yeah, Fuchs is. Uh, I think he's one. Fuchs has only got three, I believe, because he's got three and three and three in a row. So. Mm. But, but Danny Simpson is in there. Um, Lyndon Gooch According is on that Fox, list. Fuchs is on four. All right, there you go. But, so, there, there's some, so maybe I mix Fuchs. <laughs> but but it's, something that, it's something to keep keep a, yeah, for a sure. head about, you know, especially with these three quick fixtures. You know, you got game Saturday, Sunday, game Tuesday, Wednesday, and game Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, it, it's it's something – it's hard to plan for it because, you know, a guy can get one on Saturday, one on Tuesday, and one on Saturday again, and then you're screwed. Yep. But, you know – I'm just saying, if you're thinking about transferring any of the guys who are, you know, close to being, uh, you know, a, a red, you know, a red carded away, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're being suspended for yellow, you know, accumulation. Just take take it to heat and maybe take take the secondary guy. You may, you may be better off. Just it'll save you a, tran- a double transfer if you transfer him in. They got to transfer him back out. So yeah. So, Dini and, and Lawton are the other two that I thought were kind of yeah. interesting there. There you go. Just a little, just a little piece for everybody at home. You know, just people helping people. Mm-hmm. Friends helping friends. Uh, all right. Now we will head into starts and sits. I, of course, will take the lead here. I told you I was going to talk about Kalechi Nacho later, and here we are. Uh, he's on six point six price right now. Although he may already be up by the time you're hearing this. Three point seven percent owned. Also likely to go up. Uh, did score in the Champions League today. Uh, he did play the entire match. 
uh, which has some people concerned. But Sané and Nolito both also played the full match, and Navas played a half hour or so. So somebody is going to have to be on double duty, and he is young. His legs can probably take it. Um, and with no Aguero, obviously he's probably in line to do that. Although, uh, as you mentioned, I don't know if that was off air or on air. Uh, De Bruyne has played as a false nine for them before, but I think Ihenacho should be ready to start up front. And when he has been playing, his performances have been terrific. He has more goals than starts in his Manchester City career in all competitions, 19 goals and 18 appearances, and is actually averaging more goals per minute, a goal over 66, than his, the guy he's replacing, Aguero, who scores one every 101 minutes. Um, so very impressive stuff from him. Lesser have been crazy and consistent, uh, defensively. So, uh, I definitely recommend putting nachos on your fantasy plate this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go in and unmute you to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dedication right there. That means it's real funny. Had to go out of your way. Um, <laughs> other people worth mentioning, uh, Defoe, who you've already name dropped a couple times there. Uh, and he's up against your new... And reigning worst defense in the Premier League, Swansea City. Mm-hmm. They've taken the crown from Hull. They also have the worst home defense in the Premier League. So it's overall and at home. This match, obviously, uh, going to be there for Swansea. So uh, buckle up, because Defoe may score in buckets. Uh, Harry Kane, another guy that we've mentioned that is fairly obvious. In the midfield, uh, it's a bit of a hunch, really. More than anything else. And it's probably just really helpful for one week. Because the schedule gets a little iffy going forward. Uh, as, he'll be, as he will be facing Arsenal and Liverpool. But they aren't super resolute at the moment. But the guy I'm talking about is Kevin Morales. Everton midfielder. 6.4 price-wise. 1.7% owned. I just think he's going to be the main beneficiary of the Balassi injury. I, I think he's going to get more minutes because of that. He's been in and out of the squad of late. Um, but I think he'll really get some of those minutes. And when he's in there... You know, the points aren't super great, but he's actually still fifth in total corners taken, despite only playing, or only starting, rather, 10 of 14 matches this season. I know it's not a crazy slam dunk stat, and this really isn't about stats. I just have a feeling like Everton have been underperforming, Morales has been out of the squad and kind of underperforming. I just think there might be something here. Um, as I said, Arsenal and Liverpool after this match. So it, it could not be super great, but just a hunch I have figured I should get it out there somewhere. And a 6.4 is relatively cheap. Uh, for defenses I like this week, Southampton have the 5th best defense I've already mentioned. They're facing uh, Middlesbrough, who have the 18th ranked attack. And I also like Bournemouth this week, because I'm wrong on them every week. So I may as well be high on them sometimes so that they can disappoint me. But they are up against Burnley, who have the 2nd worst attack in the Premier League. So uh, a couple of options to look at there. You, I think you mentioned Charlie Daniels is on the way down, maybe... Maybe now's the time to bring them in if you are going to take a minus four. Uh, personally, I, I have not, but we'll talk about that more when we get to our teams. And now is not our team time. Now it's time to hear Rob talk about his starts and sits. Yeah, my starts and sits. Uh, I'll start up top. Uh, Divock Origi. Um, listen, this is a case of I'm in love with the tool shed that's around the tool. Mm. Which doesn't sound cool, but it really means good things. 6.6, owned in 2.8%. Um, he's basically the same price as everybody else that you want to be in that range of forward options for the third striker, Charlie Austin, Kelechi Iheanacho. You spend a little bit more for Benteke. You know, Defoe is 7.7. So, you, but everybody has you have the money, so it's not really uh, you know an issue. You know, look at look at who Liverpool plays in the next upcoming fixtures. You know, basically they're going to be favored in most. They play West Ham at home. West Ham defense is awesome, awful. Middlesbrough away, Everton away. Stoke at home, and then they play City, Sunderland, and Man United, and that's basically takes into January. Um, but that's basically when Coutinho should be back, probably the middle of January. Um, I would probably try to monopolize this only because I think the players around Origi make him better. You know, we saw what Mane could do. We we know what Firmino can do. Uh, he didn't do show too much in this past weekend, and basically people gave him the fantasy finger. Um, but he's still there. He's still going to do good things. Um, you know, if, if I had a, if I had to pick a, a Liverpool midfielder to own right now, it'd probably be Sadio Mane. But that's just me, only because I just think he, his game is different than Firmino's, and I think he can create better on the on the wide side than Firmino could do in the middle. But that's just me, whatever. Um, so Origi is my is my call for the forward forward shout. Six dot six owned in two point eight percent of leagues. Look at look at what's around him. They're only going to make him better, play better, and draw attention away from him. Through the midfield, I have two guys listed, only because I kind of like both, and I couldn't figure them both out. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of chatter that people aren't really trusting, uh, you know, 
Kevin De Bruyne this week with without Aguero. Um, they, they don't really trust City as a team right now. They don't think they're playing very well as a team. Uh, I know Kevin De Bruyne's price at 10.8 is expensive. He's owned in, still owned in 10.4%. But I'm just going to go back to the two games that Aguero wasn't in, the, in featuring for City when he was when he was out. Two goals, two assists in the two games that he was there. It's basically the same thing as Kelechi Iheanacho. Guys that when Aguero isn't there, the other guys step up. Kevin De Bruyne has the ability to play a false nine. He probably won't. Iheanacho will probably play the play the nine. But without without Aguero there to to suck up some touches, De Bruyne is going to have to be the more more of a playmaker there and take the ability onto himself. And he has the ability to make that the plays by himself if he needs to. So it's not a, not an awful play this week through the midfield. The other other shout I have is a Liverpool defender, but he's a little bit less owned and he does he's been basically doing the same thing that you want everybody else to do. It's Omri Chan. 2.4%, 4.9. He's basically that fifth midfielder that I talked about before. Um, the only problem is that he's not as sexy and as more of an offensive name as Mane and Firmino and you know anybody else for Liverpool that you want to throw him in the midfield that you think. He's he's basically a, a glorified defensive midfielder that gets forward and does stuff. But the good thing is he's got three goals in his last five games, and his price is really, really conducive to just load up, like I said before, on the Sanchez's, the Hazards, the Sigurdsons, the Walcotts, the anybody you want, the top five price guys through the midfield, and then add a five plus or minus five as your fifth midfielder and rotate it in with your fifth with your third striker. Amre Chan is the perfect guy. I just went over Liverpool's fixtures. They're Liverpool's gonna be fit favored in most. They score a ton of goals, they give up some, but he's a midfielder. You don't care what how many they give up. You just hope he, he's on the back end in the tally sheet for him. On defense, Kevin mentioned Bournemouth. I like Bournemouth. Nathan Ake is a good call. Um, I'd like to see when Charlie Daniels comes back, how the team fits in and how he fits in. But if you can get Charlie Daniels now at a discount, I believe he's 4.9 right now. That'd be a good price to bribe Charlie Daniels. He's he's a 5.0 and above defender all day because he does take a lot of free kicks and you know spot stuff. So keep an eye on that. I also like Spurs defense, uh, especially if, if I know Toby's expected to play tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to see if he, if he features on the weekend. I don't know if he will, but if you want to invest, if you don't want a Spurs defender, I, I'm not buying United here. I, I think Spurs. I think Spurs keeps it keeps it nice and tidy at, at on the road at, at United. Mm. But that's just me. I'm not even a Spurs fan. Kevin's probably smiling like it like he's got peanut butter on top of lip right now. <laughs> I'm actually not super honest this week. So interesting to uh, yeah. That, but. So on to my sits. Um, my sits. I'll start in defense. Um, what we just saw from Crystal Palace, I don't believe it. Um, it's their first clean since you know April. Uh, do it again. That's all I'm saying. Do it again. I don't believe it. I want to see it and see you do it again. <laughs> Rob is yelling at the Palace defense. Do it. You won't. And yeah, it's you time won't. To see whether and they're, they do. they're playing Hull at Hull, and I don't think they'll. I still don't. I don't. I still don't think they'll do it. Snodgrass yeah, free so, kick, <laughs> for sure. Ryan Ryan Mason headed headed goal off of uh, James Tompkins. That's. <laughs> Yeah, so so Palace defense don't don't believe the hype. Uh, through the midfield, Matty Phillips, everybody's favorite. Well, probably everybody's favorite because we told you about him four and a half months ago. Um, but yeah, he's going against Chelsea. It's not a good matchup for for the Baggies. Um, I know the Baggies are are a surprise team. They're in seventh, I believe, in the standings currently. But. Uh, Matty Phillips is going to get swallowed up by the Chelsea midfield def- and defense. You know, I, I expect Nemanja Matic back. Conte is going to be there. The uh, I, I don't like Matty Phillips this week. Mm-hmm. So if you own him as your as your midfielder, he's definitely your fifth midfielder this week, and he's probably your first sub. Yeah, I, I've actually uh, swapped him and Leroy Fair this week. Not not uh, transfer wise. Just I'm going to yeah. have Phillips on my bench. Yeah, I have. I did. I did mine with uh, him and Zaha. So that those are my fifth midfielders. Sportation. Yeah. And then in my forward sit, Charlie Austin. Uh, I like Middlesbrough's defense. I think that they are starting to gel. Um, I believe George Friend should be on his way back soon. I don't know if he makes it back by game time. But I like what they're doing defensively. We saw it on the, on the, on the game this past Monday. They play well as a team. There's not a star there among – you know, there's not like a big-name guy there. There isn't, you know – you know, there isn't a Toby Aldebaro there or there isn't a Hector Beller in there, but they play well as a team. The Ben Gibsons, the Antonio Barragans, they, they play well together. And I think I don't think they, that Southampton can crack it. Uh, I think Millsburg probably, you know, wins this game or lets up just – I hope they don't let up any, but if they let up one, I hope it's not the Charlie Austin because he's my sit. 
Yeah, uh, I agree with you on a lot of that. Uh, to your point about Boro, your eyes have not deceived you. They are currently the sixth best defense in the Premier League. Um, so Boom. Very good, very good call by you. I should, um, I should get my own podcast. <laughs> Dude, can I come on it? Um, yeah, you know what? You can, do it, you can do it with me, and we'll call it the FPL Roundtable. That's a good oh. idea. We should do something like that. Maybe we could even do like a DFS thing for like a VIP bet or something. Um, but anyway, I completely agree with you on your Austin call. 6.9, uh, price 17.4% owned. You and I loved Austin there for a while, but they should have had a field day against Crystal Palace and were held blank for a league worst three times in their last five. They're fourth worst in that stat on the season, 17th in attack efficiency. He's still on penalties. He's still going to score some goals. But with cheaper temporary options, like we've already mentioned, like Origi or Ihe Inacho, or maybe bumping up to Defoe or something, I just I just don't see why you want to keep Charlie Austin. And uh, I do agree with you on Middlesbrough being better than a lot of people are aware, but also Stoke are better than a lot of people are aware. Boro and Stoke are both top five defenses over their last five matches. Um, so agree with you there. I don't have any issue against Austin. Southampton just aren't doing enough uh, in attack, so... It's for me. I think it is time to move on from him. Uh, in the midfield, this is kind of a question mark, right? So Roberto Firmino, he's pretty expensive. He's still on eight eight. He's blanked in the last three matches. He does have a fairly easy run of fixtures on the horizon. How much longer do you think people should wait on him, uh, especially considering he may be people's only Liverpool cover? Zero. I would have got him out already and gone to Mane. Interesting. I like. I prefer. I preferred Mane. I mentioned that you like did, a couple weeks ago. One. Yeah. Yeah. I said I prefer Mane. I think that with Coutinho out, I think Mane is the better play. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, and he certainly has looked it. So, uh, credit to you there again. Um, I, I I have other needs more quickly, yeah. but uh, yeah. I don't think either of us would begrudge you at all if you dropped Roberto Firmino, even though the coming matches do seem kind uh, on paper anyway. With West Ham, Borough, who we have just praised. Ah, to be fair, Borough and Stoke are both in there. City are still top five. Yeah, this is the this is the question you would have on yourself if if you owned Firmino and Mane and you only had to start one right now, who would you start? Mane, not close. Yeah, so that so that there's your there's your if you own both and you had to start one and the other one you could just drop. That gives you your answer right there. That would that would give me the decisiveness. It's like narrowing down keepers in you know in baseball yeah. or you know doing something Ooh, like that. You know what's really awful. Well, uh, Liverpool's rotating schedule from New Year's Eve until April. <laughs> it's City, Sunderland, United, Swansea, Chelsea, Hull, Spurs, Leicester, Arsenal, Burnley, City, Everton. Yeah, That's a whole lot of on and off. From April onwards till the end of the mm-hmm. season, it looks real nice. Obviously, there could be some matches moved around um, yeah. because of FA Cup stuff, uh, di- but... You basically want to you want to own a Liverpool defender because you kind of you kind of want them just because they have a lot of fixtures. Basically, you want to own them until basically Valent- uh, Valentine's Day is basically mm-hmm. when you want to own them because they play Tottenham the weekend before Valentine's Day. So I mean, in that they have West Ham, Middlesbrough, Stoke, Sunderland, Swansea, Hull are the the unfavorable fixtures with with City, Chelsea, and United mixed in yeah. there. But you kind of want to have to a find a good rotation. Yeah, is what you absolutely. Need to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I mean, I know, I know, Tottenham and Liverpool rotate okay, but then you're going against yourself in one of the fixtures, so that's bad. But and I don't trust West Ham enough, and they have some good fixtures that line up. But I don't trust West Ham at all. Yeah, but but uh, anyway, just looking crazy forward down the stretch for Liverpool from the fifth of April onwards: Bournemouth, <laughs> Stoke, West Brom, Palace, Watford, Southampton, West Ham, Middlesbrough. So you absolutely will take that. Um, but it will be interesting to see, you know, if Liverpool keep this up, if they make any moves in January, what all happens there. So just kind of keep an eye on that. But for me, you know, I, I went into this with the statement that Liverpool's fixtures are pretty easy. And now that I kind of give it a second glance, they're kind of not. Everton's still a top 10 defense. That means four out of the next five are against top 10 defenses. Um, anyway, uh, the, the uh, numbers and colors that are on the fixtures page of the FPL thing, are pretty freaking stupid. Um, like we were just talking about Austin. They're both listed as twos for Southampton, even though both are top five defenses in their last five. Same thing here with uh, these guys, with Middlesbrough, Everton, and Stoke are all twos or threes. So sometimes do your own research or just listen to our show, and we'll do it for you. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always a good idea. Listen <laughs> to us. We have, 
We tend to have some good ideas. We don't yep. we don't follow our own advice very often, but it's pretty good. Or I don't follow my own advice very <laughs> yeah, often. Yeah, I've, I've gotten better about it lately. But um, to wrap up uh, starts and sits, uh, for defenses, Everton, only two clean sheets this entire season. Arsenal oh. and the Merseyside Derby coming up. Sure, this week isn't necessarily the roughest uh, matchup with Watford, but it's at Watford. I just don't believe in them at all, even a little bit. And if Coleman misses, I don't believe in them even more. Um, Manchester City, Bravo is leaky as all hell. And Fernandinho is not going to be there in front of them to mop things up. Fernando will be there uh, instead. But, uh, less you know who else is going to be there? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Torre. Colo. Colo. Colo Torre will not be there. Colo will be in Scotland. Yeah, he'll be at Celtic, I think is what it is. But anyway, unlike you, I do not like the Tottenham or the United defense. Just Ibra and Kane are both hitting form now. I just think both of them end up getting on the score sheet. Also, I'm going to predict this is a boring as hell match. But I do think there might be a goal or two on either side. Uh, and that'll wrap up starts and sits for us. Time to talk about our teams. Rob, I'll let you take the lead on this. Uh, how's your team do at the weekend, and are you making any changes? Uh, my team did okay. Compared, I, I messed up and, and forgot the captain, Alexis, but uh, I did okay. I ended on, what I end on, 70-something? 70 70-something 70 sounds about right. Uh, and I've, already, I've made my moves for the week. I was an Aguero owner, and I took a minus, and I took my own advice. I went... To Kane and Costa, so I have Kane and Costa up top Maybe. with Benteke as my third striker. I have Sanchez, Phillips, Sigurdsson, Hazard, and Zaha through my midfield. Uh, Macaulay, Peters, uh, Ashley Williams, Daniels, and the defensive punt on, Matt on on defense. I still don't have a Chelsea defender because I kept finding a need to to up myself everywhere else. Mm. Uh, to, after this week's fixtures, I will I will have a, a Chelsea midfielder in there because I have money in the bank. Uh, and in goal, I have. Foster and Pickford as my goalies still. They rotate okay, so I'm happy Except with that. Except when Foster always lets in a goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's, that's the baggy way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I'm all happy with my, my team. I'm on the rise for uh, for the last three weeks. So that's decent. Uh, so I'm happy. Uh, I'm not going to make another move. Like I guess I already said, I already took a minus to get to get Aguero so I can get Kane and Acosta. Kane and Costa mm-hmm. in. So yeah, I'm sitting. I'm sitting good right now, and then uh, I'll eagerly wait to Saturday Sunday fixtures. And if I have to make an early early transfer, I'm I'm fine with making taking minus fours because they're not really hurting me right now. Because you know I'm I'm well, who I'm bringing in is getting more than than, than four points. So right, all uh, good points from you. Uh, I also had a good week. We aren't just bringing this up because we had a good week, although it does seem like that. <laughs> um, I ended up having 88 points after a minus four. Uh, so very, very pleased. I basically halved my overall rank, which was woeful before, and now it's just a little depressing. Um, but all in all, it worked out for me very, very well indeed. Uh, I did also make the Aguero to Costa switch, but I'm not going to take a minus four this week, I don't think, unless Coleman is confirmed to be officially out. Um, I know I just said to be out on Everton, but I've taken minus fours for three weeks. But like you, I have had three straight weeks of green arrows, even with the minus fours. So I, I could uh, change my mind on that coming up. But um, Maddie Loughton and Adam Smith facing each other, not too really worried about either of those attacks. I, I think I could get by with that for one more week, but obviously do want to improve that. Do have 2.6 in the bank uh, after making that move. Like you, probably bringing in a Chelsea defender, a wise move at this point. Uh, also, I, I, you know, we were talking about the Tottenham Renaissance, um, fantasy-wise. With Toby back, I think Spurs defenders might be back on the menu, but I'm probably going to want to wait and see until uh, we have a yeah. better feeling of how that's going to look. Um, in midfield, uh, Firmino, Sanchez, Fair, and Hazard. As I mentioned, Phillips on my bench is my first sub this week. Just because of the matchups, I think Fair versus Sunderland has a much better chance uh, than mm-hmm. Phillips will against Chelsea and Marcus Alonso, who will be the guy that he's uh, one-on-one with. Uh, did bring in Costa, so he's up front. Also have Austin, who I could ship. It's still depending on the Coleman injury. Uh, and Christian Benteke, who I think will have a hell of a day up against Hull. Uh, I think he could really go off again. Um, Lloris on the bench against United. Matty Phillips on the bench. Same with Holobos against Everton and Kingsley, who is probably the worst price dump, just because even if he is brought in, he's going to have like negative four points. Because <laughs> he just cannot keep the ball out of the net. Uh, but yeah, so those are the moves I made. That's how my team has been doing. 
been so, looking, looking pretty so good. So who do you think – what do you think captain's choice-wise this week? What are you, who are your top three candidates? Not even on your team, just in general. Oh, well, I'm going to narrow it down to my team because I can actively see it right now. Uh, Benteke against Hull, I really wouldn't mind. I don't think it's that crazy. Uh, Costa against West Brom, maybe not, just because the center backs tend to be pretty resolute there, but maybe Hazard. Um, you know, a little pace there to deal with Craig Dawson. I don't really think Dawson will be able to keep keep up when it comes there. Uh, the the armband's still on Sanchez. Hard to take it off him after the week he just had. But as I mentioned, Stoke have the second best defense over the last five matches. So not really a huge fan there. Um, <laughs> maybe Pickford against Swansea? No, absolutely not. Uh, right now, I think I'd go out on a limb. I think I might go Benteke against Hall, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, that's not a bad shout because I own Benteke as well. So, but it's probably it's it's looking like an Alexis Alexis Sanchez game for me. I know he played seventy minutes in the in the game today, so it's so unnecessary. But but, yeah. but he didn't he didn't I, he ran, but he didn't look like he was exhausted. So true, yeah, and he he wasn't injured, which was like the big worry as soon as everyone saw he was starting. It was basically a meaningless game, although they do end up winning their group. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, the Arsenal midfielder is a good shout for captain this week. Yep, for sure. All right, uh, well, that will uh, do it for us for now. But, uh, Rob, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Smokey underscore Loogie, or you can find my writings and stylings on Razzball.com. Yeah, and I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. Um, Rob did mention it. We are going to try to get you a new episode in between all three of these sets of matches, so this one... For the weekend, we'll try to record one Sunday, I believe, get it up to you by Monday for the Tuesday-Wednesday matches, and then record either Wednesday or Tuesday, or sorry, Wednesday or Thursday, and then get you something for the following weekend. It will be insane. That is our goal. If we fall short, please uh, forgive us, but that is the plan as of now. Um, (laughs) Keep an eye on that. I will have an article for the Eagles' beak that's going to cover the two match weeks, um, both 15 and 16. Uh, a little lazy on that front. Um, also, check out our VIP bet stuff. Still trying to figure out what the schedule will be like for them, but check either of our Twitters, and I'm sure we'll kind of keep you apprised over there. But be sure to check out our DFS videos over there at VIPbet.com. And uh, also check out allinsportstalk.com, which has a lot of uh, really good sports content. It's a live streaming online radio service, so you can find that out at allinsportstalk on uh, Twitter or at our allinsportstalk.com. All right, well, that'll do it for us now. Hope you have a very fun, crazy run of fixtures. Hope that our advice helped, and we'll catch you soon. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.